Week 13 kicks off with another Patriots loss and more offensive struggles for them and an AFC championship uh, rematch that I cannot wait for. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. So CJ, we are going to start off with the Patriots and we are both Patriots fans. And this has uh, definitely been a really tough season to watch for us. But so I, I wanted to kick off by talking about, you know, so not only did they lose, the offense looked sluggish, looked sluggish but also Mac Jones showed a little bit of displeasure on the, from the sidelines, yelling at Matt Patricia, saying that what they were doing just sucks. It doesn't work. He straight up said that. And during a press conference, he did kind of apologize. He said, I let the, my emotions get the best of me. But what he's feeling is kind of what most of Patriots fans are feeling right now. And CJ, I, gi- I want you to give me, because I know you have some strong feelings, I want you to give me a little <laughs> bit of your two cents here. Give, me, give us a piece of your mind. Oh, this is a fun day. I thought you'd never ask. Let's get this show on the road. So... You know, there are some awful people in this world. You may know them. You've probably heard of them. There's people like Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, Matt Patricia. All right, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. But Matt Patricia, uh, when he was brought back on offense, I said, why? And I was like, oh, Bill has a plan. Well, if he does, plan doesn't work. It doesn't friggin' work. And I don't know who thought it was a good idea to have Patricia calling plays. Bill Belichick. Yeah, I guess so. But it's like, uh, I'm at a loss for words. The Patriots offense with Cam Newton statistically was more productive than it is now. Do you know that? I actually didn't know that, no. Yeah, I saw like something how it said like McDaniels and Newton were more effective than Patricia and Jones. And our offense, like just on paper, is better than that one. It, it is. And we've got talent. Mac has shown flashes. He's starting to look like how he did his rookie year, which was pretty good. You know, you have Ramondre Stevenson, who's blossoming into a great RB1. Harris is hurt, but he's still a good tandem, you know, with the Stevenson. Devontae Parker is has been kind of hit and miss. Tyquan Thornton's shown flashes. Jacoby's really good. You know, and uh, Bourne and Aguilar have, you know, been decent when we throw to them. But, and, you know, Jonu and Hunter Henry are an underrated tight end duo. But I, I just – the play calling's horrible. I'm starting to miss Josh McDaniels. That's how bad it is. The Patriots have the second – worst red zone offense in the NFL. They're only getting a touchdown on 39% of their red zone trips. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. For, you know, since this is a a podcast and if you're listening on one of our platforms, you probably can't see Adam's face, but yeah, it was not a, it was not a happy one. Let me tell you. I just, I'm sorry. I'm not being very detailed, but I just, I, I am just so flustered with Patricia. I truly am. 
In fact, a lot of my fellow Patriots fans, including myself, are genuinely considering not watching again until Patricia's gone. And the worst part is, I have this sinking feeling that Patricia won't be fired because it's nepotism. Bill brought him back and he brought Joe Judge back because he's familiar with them. And he's going to have his little circle there while our team's being run into the ground. I know, Adam, you say defense and running the ball. But let me tell you something. That conservative ball, it doesn't work. Not in 2022. Defense and running the ball can get you uh, pretty far, but it's, but you're not going to win with it. got to execute is, it correctly. But still, this is the league of the high-flying, pass-first, explosive gadget offense. The, like, uh, the game is passing our scheme by. Our scheme's been passed by. It's obsolete. Bill's coaching like he's in 2013. And look, I love Bill. I do. And I will be forever grateful. And there are these stupid, almost cultist Patriots fans. Like, oh, he has a plan. You gotta trust. And it's like, you know what? Shut up. Just shut up. And if anyone here shares that sentiment, do not ever speak to me. Because your blind following is just keeps emboldening him and he made the decision to bring back joe judge and matt patricia and look what's happening are you happy now no you're not and so you just can't defend this and look bill's not a bad coach but his personnel decisions i question and like i said it's not about bill's coaching it's not about his drafting it's not about his rage decisions I'm talking about his per his coaching personnel decisions, which have been nothing short of awful. And and you know he tries, but I mean I, I mean it's not for lack of trying. I mean he even tried to fix the O line, and you know that fell apart. But then again, Andrews is kind of the glue that holds them together, and he got hurt, so I can't blame that on him. But does our O line hate Mac? Because Mac's like running for his life every play. Yeah, there's always like a guy in his face, like oh he takes too many sacks. Well, if our O-line could block for more than two seconds, I, I don't know. And it's like, why? has Also, this is a second straight year where we can't utilize our tight ends, or at least not both of them very well. Is the two tight end concept foreign to Patricia? I know Patricia's like, ooh, he's a smart guy. He can build an airplane. He's an engineer. Well, guess what? Building airplanes is kind of different from calling a football game. You know? Because with airplanes, you got instructions. Football actually requires strategy. I'm not saying Patricia is not IQ smart, but when it comes to the X's and O's, I have some questions. I mean, I mean, he failed as a coach in Detroit, and if he couldn't coach Detroit's offense, why can he coach New England's? I just, I know I'm going on forever, but nothing will get better until Patricia is gone. And probably judge for good measure. But if we move judge back to special teams, I wouldn't have an issue. But Patricia, the modern NFL has passed Patricia by. And I can only hope that Bill recognizes this. But I genuinely don't think he will. I know Bill's results oriented, but I think he just likes Patricia too much. And Matt, and finally, Mac Jones had every right to yell at Patricia. I don't say, oh, how dare the players raise their voice at their coaches. The coaches are there to coach, and they coach the players. They're the authority figures. Yeah, what do you do when the when your authority figure couldn't predict 6 o'clock at 5.59?
we have an issue. Mac has every right to yell at Patricia and Patricia. And there's some very valid criticism Patricia needs to face up to, but he won't. That is all. And I've heard I've heard Hunter Henry speaking on this as well. And it seems like he he kind of he not only does he not only does he um back Mac Jones, but he also kind of criti- he kind of speaks on the fact that he doesn't he doesn't get involved in that offense really at all. And like how do you go from being a focal point to last to last season's team, which made the playoffs, to disappearing off the face of the earth, along with Kendrick Bourne? And then, you know, in that same stretch of time, the, the Patriots are fa- are falling from the playoff picture. You know, you look at that. This is a team that should be, you know, they, sh- they, they should be better than they are. They're underachieving. They have, they don't, they may not have the best weapons in the world, but their offense, they're, they're pieces that are functional enough so that you could, if everything is working the way you want it to, they could make a playoff run. I think, I think Devontae Parker as your best wide receiver and Kendrick Bourne as your wide receiver too. What about Jacoby? Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Jacoby Myers in uh, kind of wide wide receiver 2B, Mm. 2A and 2B. You know, I I, I think it's really hard to pick between the three of those guys because they're all really good pieces that are very underrated. Um, But they, they have pieces on that offense where if everything was working the way we would want it to, then they should be a playoff team. I think I think that's their ceiling. But they're not even close to that. They could wind up with another top 15 pick at, at this rate. And they would probably trade it away, too, for like a seventh and a bag of chips. Right. So I'm just, like, I want, I, I've always been skeptical on Mac Jones. Ever since he was drafted, I was like, okay, let's see what he's got. In his rookie year, he looked solid, but I wanted to see him make that jump. He's regressed. But through no fault of his own, I might add. All right. And listen, the way I've always seen it is that it's the majority of your success is going to go is going to be from the quarterback. So I usually I usually look at the quarterback, but there's other factors that you could look at here when you're trying to develop a guy. Number one, the offensive scheme has been god awful and they have a defensive guy playing offensive calls. Along with a not even a good defensive guy. guy, I might add. Okay, well that that that's beh- that's besides the point. However, also offensive line offensive line has been has been brutal this year, and a lot of it's been injuries. But also, I I don't really bl- I don't really blame the off the offensive line, because if you are a truly great quarterback, you should be able to get over that. You should be you should be able to work through it. All the be- all of the best quarterbacks have had to work through that, and most of the time they make the playoffs, or at least at least they show that they can play without 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 with uh, with a less than um, with a uh, with a less than perfect offensive line. It oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes had that in the Super Bowl and got destroyed. That's one game. Yeah, and it was a pretty darn big game, if I do say so myself. Right, but yeah, it's I'm one game. Through, I'm talking about through an entire season, and that offensive line was like bottom of the barrel. It was like it was almost worse having having nobody there. I mean, See, that was here's bad. the thing: when Brady, both of their starting Super tackles Bowl were gone, Patriots won, and their center was no, gone. No, 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 they had well, no one. No, yeah, that's all well and good. But as a Pats fan, how many Super Bowls have we won when we had offensive line woes? Not a one. 
2014. No, our O-line yeah. was good. We had Volmer, we had Connolly, and we had uh, Solder as well. This is back when Solder was good. Our 2015, was they made a playoff run. Their, their offensive yeah, but, but line they were... was god-awful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, but I'm not. I didn't ask you about playoff runs. I asked you about Super Bowl runs. How many Super Bowls have we won with a bad O line? Not one. So it doesn't matter how great you are. You can't win with a bad offensive line. But That's what I'm just talking, how it is. You, what I'm talking, you can't win the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, That's what well, I'm trying to say. Yes, and I, in the, during those imperfect fact. seasons, I want to see that you can at least fight back back from that. You could you could make miss the playoffs. You could make the playoffs and be out in the wild card round. So be it. But I want to see you be able to carry an imperfect team to at least have the chance to be good. But if you okay, throw yeah. your hands up like an Aaron Rodgers and just say, "Well, my offensive line sucks. Guess I'm done this for this year. Guess I'm going to check out." But look at my stats. My stats are at least good. I don't like I don't like that. I don't like well, that. I hold well, that. I hold that okay, standard so, towards so, any so, quarterback. So what's your point? Mac isn't doing that. My I'm point just saying is, you have I a legitimate excuse. Even when Rogers' offensive line is banged up, they, my, he still sucks. My point is, even with the offensive line, I put it more on the coaching. And before I make okay, a final yeah. judgment on yeah, Mac Jones, true. I want to see the the coaching staff to improve. If he's still if, if he's still playing like a mediocre quarterback, like a Kirk Cousins level quarterback at best. By the by, the time that this is, by the time that this is all said and done, then I want them to look toward looks elsewhere for a quarterback, because I'm not sure because it's just the way that it's with Jones's physical abilities and with his IQ level. If you are going to play the way you are, if you are going to be like a Tom Brady type of quarterback, you need a high IQ to be able to play to play with that play style. Same with Kirk Cousins. He's still good. He's okay, but he's not Tom Brady level because that guy is freaking is freaking mega mind. Yeah, that's all well and good, but there's never going to be another Tom Brady. Yeah. So you, but, so you may as well just say you may you may as well not even compare. And right, just, but if you have that play style, then you need to be to be that level. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. So would you, you rather know, just if, get a mobile quarterback? Because because that's not going to work. Bill doesn't do mobile quarterback. Let me ask you this. Take Patrick Mahomes' brain out of his skull and put it into Tom Brady's body. Do you think that he's anywhere near the same quarterback? No, I don't Not see really, that. Not really, no. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. He doesn't – Mac Jones doesn't have the physical abilities to make up for anything. He has to He has to work with his brain. And I, uh-huh. I'm, I wonder if he can do that. And he do can't that. do that if his coaches are terrible. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Improve the coaching – if this guy still isn't able to play uh, by the time that is that has happened, then get this guy out of here. Get him out of here. This is New England. We're looking to win championships. Look, I mean, I know, but it's like we if you think about it, actually really think about it, did he really ever have a chance? We threw him right into the fire. We've never given him a wide receiver one. We've never given him a competent offensive coaching staff. We've never given him a tried-and-true healthy offensive line. It's like we just threw him right in the fire and said, oh, we expect you to be the next Brady. That's going about it completely the wrong way. I th- Well, I think the offensive coaching staff was fine before they before Josh McDaniels left. I think no, McDaniels, McDaniels is a pretty was good, terrible. I think McDaniels Especially is a pretty last good year. offensive no, mind. No, he is not. As a head coach, His he's whole, not very good. No, but, no, even as an offensive mind. Even last season, our, I hated our offense. His whole scheme was dink and dunk. 
run up the gut, screen pass, punt. That was literally his thing. Well, it made for a 10-7 and record, and Mac Jones had one of the better rookie seasons of any quarterback ever. Yeah, but is that on Mac or is that on McDaniels? Because you, even you, can't cannot you can see the deny. You can yeah, see you the can see the difference from when Daniels. we had Brady versus when we versus when we didn't. McDaniels got exposed without Brady. Well, let, you can see the difference night and day from one guy to the other. One guy heavily utilized Hunter Henry, who they spent a lot of money on. The other guy isn't. Look, and I'm not saying the he's other not, I, you know, he is better than Patricia. But but then again, that that's like saying you know, one I guy involved an Kendrick Bourne. One guy involved Kendrick Bourne led to a ten and seven record. Turned but that him doesn't from mean he's a wide good. receiver. Turned him from a wide it's receiver like, it's three like at a best. Dirty garbage in San can Francisco, and a polished garbage you gotta can. you gotta let me finish here, CJ. Turned him from a wide receiver three at best in San Francisco to a wide receiver two here in New England as the wide receiver one. And they, it led them to a ten and one, a ten and seven record. Then they went in this past off season and got Devonte Parker, who is at his ceiling, a, a low end wide receiver one. They haven't done in. They haven't done anything with that. They've only used. They've only used Parker. They barely used. They barely use Myers enough. Uh, and then there's also. And then Kendrick Bourne has fallen off the face of the earth. But and see, here's the thing that doesn't make same Daniels thing with, good. That same makes thing with him better Henry. than Patricia, and that is not a high bar. It's the same thing with high with Hunter Henry. And there's other there's other thing and there's other things to improve on from last year. I I, I agree, but you were working with a rookie quarterback. Your weapons were just good, not great. They were good, and your often your your offensive line was solid, pretty good. And their defense, I thought, was imperfect. I, I I know the defense played really well earlier in the year. I don't think it was that good. It was not that good of a defense. If you remember that off that run that rushing uh, uh, that that rushing defense was not very good. They were allowing yards left and right early on in the year, and it, it's it's just a new quarterback that they were working with. There's only so much you can do with a rookie. That's all I'm saying. Now you go into the sophomore year. And you and you replace Josh McDaniels with a defensive mind, a defensive guy. Yeah, I, I said that. Yeah, that's what like you got to You got to improve on that. Yeah, and but if it's like you but improve, I'm just saying it's not like McDaniels was good, though, is my point. He wasn't good for like the long term. I mean, look at that. I mean, he now has upgraded to Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. And they're not even a 500 team. Yeah, but that's head coaching. Head coaching is a lot different than being the offensive coordinator. Yeah, but the we Raiders all know he doesn't work as the a... top ten. And they and with their roster, they have no reason not to be. Also, you're looking at you're looking at just their just their skill positions. That offensive line, um, that that offensive line for the Raiders is not good at all. Also, their defense is, besides two yeah, players well, yeah, on the good, edges, not... kind of sucks. But see, here's the thing. My point is, is McDaniels better than Patricia? Yeah. But but is he actually good and would have helped us in the future? I would argue no. Like I I'm saying, we need yes. – so let me get this straight. If we ca- if McDaniels stayed around, do we win another Super Bowl? Like do we keep taking strides? I don't think we do. I think we do. No. In what way? In McDaniels what way? has been exposed without Brady. 
I mean, and here's the thing. I mean, you could say, yeah, it's Tom Brady, but like it's it's becoming abundantly clear. I'm not saying McDaniels isn't good, but I'm saying we have to do better. You said it yourself. We're going after championships. Ten and seven and a wide receiver three as a wide receiver one. Like okay, so, Kendrick Bourne is not yeah, a real just for them one. to curl up and die against Buffalo. You can't just you have to learn to walk before you to walk before you run. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then so they still you got can't, crushed. You can't just, so it's you, like, what's the point? They went, they went you seven said it and yourself. Nine. You're Jesus, trying to win that. championships. They went you seven and said nine. it yourself. I know. It's like, but you, he's not, he you, was not going to do that. It was you clearly more Brady than McDaniels. You can't go from seven and nine in one year to a Super Bowl champion in the other, especially with a rookie quarterback. It doesn't work that way. It's a process. Yeah, I, you have to yeah, be taking I'm steps in the right direction. Yeah, look, I, I look, we both agree they're taking steps in the wrong direction, but I'm just saying McDaniels was never the answer. He was still I, not very as, good. As Even the during that season, I distinctly remember you said you wish we had somebody else. As the offensive coordinator? Yes. I never said that. Yes, you literally you literally did. Okay, not on the show, but but I mean, I still knew you that you literally were not happy with the offense. With the offense? Well, maybe maybe from a personnel standpoint. But, but still, it's like, if but you look, look at- my point is McDaniels isn't the answer. Patricia wasn't the answer. And I just want to end by saying we need a real, like one of those young hot shots. You know what I mean? Like one of those confident, offensive minded guys. I mean, maybe not as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, you know, like, like Mike McDaniel or Kevin O'Connell, like someone on offense, just poach a big name from somewhere else. Because I know Bill won't, but he should. I agree. They should do that. I don't know if they will. No, but they're they not. Should. No, no. But I would and have until, been. I, I would have been fine with my with Josh McDaniels, and we're going to ag- agree to disagree. Yeah, there. that's fair. We I, do have to. We do have to move on, and I want to get to the this next matchup, uh, this Sunday, between the Chiefs and Bengals, which happens to be a, an AFC Championship rematch, and also both teams deep in the playoff picture. We're going to talk about that, and who has the edge in that matchup this year. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros. So, this Sunday at 4.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Chiefs are going to be traveling to face the Bengals. Now, this is a rematch of this past year's AFC Championship where the Bengals pulled off the upset, and it seems like the Bengals in, in this past year have had their number because they face each other earlier on in 2021 as well. And the Bengals out, the Bengals just outscored them then too. Um, And both of these teams are in similar positions uh, uh, as of recent weeks, 
So the Bengals seven and two in their last uh, in their last nine games. The Chiefs same record during that stretch of time. So both teams red hot, and they're kind of kind of getting close to full strength. I know the Chiefs are missing Kadarius Tony still. They just got Juju Smith Schuster back, um, but Nicole Hardman still on IR. On the other end, Jamar Chase is coming back this year. Uh, excuse me, this week. And he'll be back for the rest of the year, um, barring another injury. Um, but CJ, who has the edge in this matchup? Uh, I really, oh boy, that's hard. Uh, frankly, I, I don't, I don't know because Jamar Chase is back, but knowing Zach Taylor, I could, you can make a case that he's probably going to be on a snap count. And I don't know if he's going to be that big coming off an injury. I mean, you never know. He could be, but. I mean, just from a weapons standpoint, I would argue the Bengals because even still you have Tyler Boyd and you have T. Higgins and you have Joe Mixon, whereas Mahomes, as I mark his vow to Scantling and a newly returning Juju Smith-Schuster throw to, and their running game has all but disappeared. You know, I mean, they, they just picked up Melvin Gordon, but that guy fumbles left and right. Am I wrong? No, yeah. And they don't use Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Isaiah Pacheco is only good in short bursts. But then I would argue that the Chiefs' defense is a little bit better than Cincy's, but especially that Chiefs' pass rush, you know, with Chris Jones and George Karloftis. But I, I just because of the offense firepower alone, I lean Cincinnati. Plus, you know, home games do matter. If it was an arrowhead, I would lean more towards Chiefs. But when you factor in – the superior offensive firepower, just in terms of weapons alone. I mean, obviously Mahomes is better than Burrow, but but Burrow's just got better weapons. I mean, Mahomes Burrow holds his own in his own right too. Yeah, I mean Burrow's O line's bad, but the Chiefs' pass rush that could that could be interesting. But then again, plain and simple, Burrow's just got the weapons to get it out fast enough. Yeah, I mean, I can even I can list on the off the top of my head. Um, the spots where the Bengals are inferior to the Chiefs. Quarterback, that's an obvious one, even though Joe Burrow holds his own. Um, defense, maybe. Offensive line, that's an obvious one. Besides that, the running game, the Bengals, Bengals are much better. The, uh, the passing game, the, Chief, uh, the Bengals blow them out of the water in, at, at that spot especially mm-hmm. with Jamar Chase coming back. And in the running game, you as you mentioned, it's non-existent. Their lead rusher right now is Isaiah Pacheco, who's all right. He's a solid back. Do you know his numbers or what? 455 yards, two touchdowns. He averages um and it, it's a small it's a small sample size, but this season he is averaging he is averaging is that right? He's averaging seven and a half yards a carry. Wait a minute. He has 455 yards. How many rushes? On 97 attempts. Wait, so, so, he, is... he, so he is he has looked explosive and he is a rookie. So maybe, right, yeah. maybe on the road, yeah, he's somebody who can who can do something. And he looks like a guy, he looks like he, he's a good young kid. Just to throw him throw him into the fire right now. Oof. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it doesn't look good, but either way, he's Joe Mixon is much better than him, and even his even his backup Samahe Pirine, better 
than Isaiah Pacheco at this point. Wait, Adam. What's I'd up? I'd like to point out that uh, Pacheco has 4.7 yards of carry. I did the math. 4.7. All right. I met. All right. I'm, there was I'm, one I'm, game where he was averaging 7.1, but. I must have been reading the wrong statistic on accident. Um, but I, I have just based on offensive firepower, as you mentioned, that's going to be what that's going to be the big difference maker here. And don't look now, but this Cincinnati Bengals team is looking better and better by the week. And they're looking like their old selves from last year. So they just continue to, to get better. They might, ha- they might have a better record than they did last year, which doesn't say much because they finished 10 and seven, but a 12 and five, let me look at their record real quick or their, their, uh, their remaining. Schedule. So they have the Browns. Uh, the, they have the Browns after this game against the Deshaun against Deshaun Watson. So that's going to be no mm. arc. They have the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. That's another tough one. Patriots. I guess they will be a tough out, but at the same time, we know who's winning that game. Yeah. Uh, the bills. That's, that's a tough one. Get your popcorn out for that one. Monday, uh, the 2nd of January, I'm going to be watching that game. Uh, and then Ravens-Bengals. And another thing to point out with Ra- with the Ravens and the Bengals in the AFC North, they have the same record, and they're only split up by uh, uh, by head-to-head matchups. And one team, the Bengals in recent weeks have been looking better uh, than the Bengals. So look for that to be – I mean, that's going to be a tight race. So the, the Bengals kind of need this one here. They kind of need to win this game. And the Chiefs are going to be tough. But, I mean, there's only so much Patrick Mahomes can do with only Juju Smith-Schuster to throw to. And and Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling has been healthy all season. I'll, I'll give him that. He still needs to catch more than 50% of his passes. But, well, that's another that's a, another conversation to be had. He's been reliable f- through the health standpoint. But without Kadarius Tony, who they newly acquired, um, without Nicole Hardman, who's been a big piece of that offense, it's going to be tough that for them to keep up here. They probably will because he's Patrick Mahomes and he can do he can do anything. But I I have the Bengals winning this game, especially since they're hosting. They're hosting the game, so I got them. But it's going to be a great matchup. I'm going to be watching this game. That's one I'm going to be tuning into. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, though. I mean, no matter how you slice it, I think the Bengals just have more firepower. That's why I, you know, I lean with Cincy on that one. All right. Well, we're going to move on. So the 49ers have been a team that's been on the up and up in recent weeks, especially with the personnel that they've developed over there on the offensive side of the ball. But with a couple of injuries and a tough matchup, that could be going to an end. We'll see if they can survive it in a matchup against the Dolphins. We're going to talk about that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast.
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. So the 49ers are going to be hosting the Miami Dolphins. Now the Dolphins are, they do have a better record and they are healthier, but for some reason ESPN has them as like a, a 20% underdog. So apparently it has the 49ers as a 64% um they, they are the favorites in this game, 64% chance, and Miami just 35 and a half, which is weird because looking at this injury report for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are both questionable. And they, from what, from what uh, head coach Kyle Shanahan has been saying about them, they're looking to take a cautious approach. They're looking for health, and they want all of their weapons to be healthy going into the playoffs. And we know how Christian McCaffrey has been with injuries over the in the past. But at this point in the season, the Seattle Seahawks are hot on their heels with a 6 and 5 record. They're looking to they're looking to take uh, to take back that um that NFC uh, that NFC West lead. And again, the Dolph- the Dolphins are a tough team to beat. And they're mostly healthy here. So I, I don't understand uh, ESPN right now. But, CJ, can the 49ers pull off the win here? It's possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible. I mean, look, that Niners defense is insane. You know, top to bottom, they're a very good unit. The Niners offensive line is solid, but you did mention no CMC no Debo Samuel. That means guys like Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and whatever running back they have. Elijah know. Mitchell. Oh, Elijah Mitchell. Oh, he could be decent. Oh, he's been, is that, he's been really good this year. He's their lead rusher. Yeah. My point is they got to step up. You know, there's no two ways about it. They they got to – like Mitchell, Ayuk, and Kittle all have to step up. Jimmy G, you don't have to be a world beater, but you have to be, uh, you know, just – a mistake-free game, just be a game manager, you know, just play some smart football. But for me, I think the burden is on the Niners' defense because you got to deal with Tua. I mean, Tua in and of himself isn't that good, but it, but his weapons re- elevate him to the next level. You know what I mean? He has transformed since getting Tyree Hill. He basically has two receiver ones. He's got a 1A and 1B in Hill and Waddle. Gasicki, you never know when he's going to go off. And you've got an old friend, Jeff Wilson Jr., out of the backfield. Also, you have Raheem Mostert, too. So my point is, I know it's easier said than done, but I think the magic number is 23. If you If you somehow keep Miami under 23, I think you win. Yeah, and you mentioned that duo of the Dolphins in that wide receiver core, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It's amazing how those two complement each other. Tyreek Hill with the yardage, um, and then Jalen Waddle with with the touchdowns, and both of them being able to put up yardage and also score touchdowns as well. So I don't know. I, I don't see how I don't see how ESPN says that. The, the Dolphins only have a 35% chance of winning this game. Granted, they are away, so the 49ers are hosting this game. But still, I feel like when it comes to the personnel and health, I feel like you can't just look at the home, who's the home team and then just say, well, we're just going to, you know, 
we're we're gonna give it to we're gonna give it to the home team. It doesn't always work that way. If a team is better, they're gonna go into your house and blow you out of the building. Yeah, I mean, for for example, if let's just say I don't know the the Eagles, if the Eagles march down to Houston to play the Texans, you're just gonna say, oh, Texans are the home team; they're better. And I mean, you know, because you know Philly beat Houston at home, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, if you have a team that's really good, I guess the worst team in the league, you say, oh, the worst team in the league is the home team, we'll give them the edge. No, no, you won't. If you're solely operating on that logic, you shouldn't be allowed to make predictions. All right, then. Well, I, look, I think that I, I – so I guess in talking about – because I'm basically yet to give an answer – I think the 49ers have an outside shot to win this game. They deserve to be underdogs. I'm sorry. 49ers are the underdogs in this game. Yeah. I do not see why you could possibly have uh, Miami being favored. Uh, excuse me. I, I don't see how you could have the 49ers being favored. If they were if they were fully healthy with Christian McCaffrey at full strength and Debo Samuel as well, I would say, yeah, yeah, give it to the 49ers. They're hosting too. They're, they're on a hot streak, but – like, so are, so are the Dolphins. They haven't lost since week six. Like, yeah. they've won they've won five in a row. And they've done it looking great. Tua looks like – Tua actually does kind of look like an MVP candidate. If he didn't miss three games, I might have him as my, my, league, lead, my league MVP this year because he'd probably have more touchdown passes if he didn't miss three games. Yeah, probably. So, like, how could you – I think the 49ers have a shot. What they're going to have to do is definitely try to try to run their offense based on run after the catch, which is what they do, but they have to keep the ball out of Tua's hands. Keep the off, keep the Miami, keep the Dolphins defense off uh, offense off the field and continue to just hold on to the ball, score, get ahead. And that's how you're going to do it, and then try to force try to force um, Tua to make some mistakes in playing from behind. Because when you play from behind, that's when you have to make um, the riskiest decisions. Force Tua to make some mistakes, and then I think that's how you're going to do it. But I don't think the 49er I don't love the 49ers' chances in this game. I don't. And even if Christian McCaffrey plays, even if Debo Samuel plays, they're going to put him on a snap count, and they're probably going. They're probably I mean, they're probably going to be really cautious with them. They're not going to use them that much. They're going to put in Kittle. They're going to put in Ayuk, who are both healthy. They're going to use Elijah Mitchell, who are all good, but I don't know if it's good enough with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing to them and trying to keep up with this Miami Dolphins offense, which could light you up for 40 points in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an interesting one. Another great matchup. This one's starting at 4 o'clock. So I'm going to be switching. Between on the channels between Chiefs Bengals and Dolphins 49ers. These are some good matchups. I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for both of these. Um what I'm not excited for is again for the Patriots to play their next game because they're probably gonna lose again. Um mm-hmm. all right. Well I want to move on and we have our weekly fumble ruski fantasy fix. So it's a Friday again, so we have our stardom sitems. So anything you're looking to make that playoff push. Uh, towards the end of your fantasy football season. We got you covered. That's next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. 
You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam right here with CJ Medeiros. We have reached our weekly Fumble Rooski fantasy fix. So Mondays, uh, excuse me, Tuesdays, as usual, we have our waiver wire pickups. And on Fridays, such as today, we have our stardom sit-ems. So you have those two players who are wondering who you should start, who you should sit. We got you covered. All right. So starting with running back, as always, we're going to start Jamal Williams versus Jacksonville and Bam Knight at Minnesota. For sits, we're going to put we're going to put Jeff Wilson at San Francisco on the bench and Gus uh, Gus Edwards versus Denver. For wide receivers, we have start uh, Devontae Smith versus Tennessee. And we're also going to put Christian Kirk on the bench at Detroit. Uh, excuse me. We're going to start Christian Kirk at Detroit. Um, who, yeah, I was going to uh, say. <laughs> the guy who's going to ride the pine, though, we're going to sit Brandon Cooks versus Cleveland and Traylon Burks at Philly. Mm-hmm. Moving on to tight ends, we're going to start Cole Komet versus Green Bay now that Justin Fields has been cleared to play. And we're going to start Gerald Everett at Las Vegas. For sits, we're going to put in uh, Greg Dolkich at Baltimore and Evan Ingram at Detroit. For quarterbacks, we're going to start Trevor Lawrence at Detroit and Jared Goff versus Jacksonville. Those two quarterbacks are facing each other. I'm betting on that to be a shootout. I hope. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I have Travis Etienne, so so fingers crossed. Yeah, I do in another league. I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, and – for you, for those of you who are wondering why we stopped mentioning Travis Etienne, it's because he's a no-brainer now. So if you're thinking of whether or not to start Travis Etienne, what are you asking us for? Put that guy in your starting lineup. He's a wide receiver one now. I'm sorry, a what? He's a excuse. Jesus Christ, he's a running back. He's a running back one now. It's I think right. it's, I think it's from that argument earlier on that we had about wide receiver ones. In, it's all right. I in forgive you, but. You're starting Travis Etienne. All right, but as for as for sits, Tom Brady versus New uh, versus New Orleans, and Aaron Rodgers at Chicago. And side note, if you were to tell me before the season started that I would be putting these two quarterbacks as sits at this point in the season, I would have thought you're freaking crazy. But here we are. It's 2022, and the league is ass backwards. All right. Yeah, as for defenses, we're going to start uh, Seahawks at Los, An- uh, at Los Angeles, as in the Rams. And we're going to start Ravens versus Denver. We're going to sit 49ers versus Miami and Broncos at Baltimore. All right. There you guys have it. it that is your week 13 stardom sit for this week. Good luck to you guys in your matchups. We hope you make the playoffs. Unless you're in a league against me, then I hope you guys fail and that I make it over you guys. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, Adam. What about the league that you and I are in? Which one? There, there's two. There's the fun, there's the, no, 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 there's the, one the official of our podcast lead. No, not that one. I'm still in it. I'm yeah. still in it. I need a lot of things to go right for me. I'm four yeah. and eight right now. I need to finish what? Five and five and eight. Excuse me. I have to finish six and eight. Yeah. And I have to have scored more points than the other teams who are six and eight. And then I can make, I can make the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not completely out of it. It's yeah. like I'm throwing Hail Marys right now. Nah, it could I'm be worse. Some last second Hail Marys. I'm not completely out. Yeah. Of it. 
dude, I hear you, man. I'm all I'm gonna say is I'm not gonna name names, but it's somebody you know. I'm in a different league, and there's one guy who uh, is in the league. I think I just beat him. He's now like two and ten. Yeah. So, so it could always be worse, unless you're two and ten guy. All right. Well, I have a I got a Twitter update from Cameron Wolf. He said, "Wide uh, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase with his hip, and running back Joe Mixon concussion." Both listed as questionable. However, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor indicated both are trended towards playing. So it looks like they're going to be at full strength for their offense. However, Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney with the hamstring has been ruled out again. So as I said, that Chiefs offense, I mean, they're kind of trending the right in the right direction as far as health is going because Juju Smith-Schuster's back and he's their wide receiver one. And they have a wide receiver, too, in Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. But, I mean, we it's a no-brainer who has the edge in the pass-catching yeah. <laughs> de- department. Ain't that the truth? But in, their, uh, in, in, their, in the Chiefs' um, defense, they have Travis Kelsey. So they have three oh, yeah. they can throw to. And they could always, they could always throw, throw to the running backs. So Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to, to stay in this game. But I have the Bengals winning that game. Um, it, but it'll be a close one, and it's one that I grab your popcorn, get some wings, get some chips. That's going to be a fun one to watch, and it's going to be an. I bet it's going to be a nail biter. I'm actually very excited for that game. All right, CJ. Any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Fire Matt Patricia. That is all. All right, I might be with you there. Maybe after the season, but. Uh, That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast. Keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.